0: some the the most riveting thing that i've done today sure i mean it's a the guests know at this point we usually record on weekends or not the guests the listeners i did my taxes this morning wow
1: wow (laughs) this is what we're starting with how were your taxes
0: uh they were good they were i got a little bit of money back so that's that's uh exciting things happening over here This is worse than talking about the weather, in my
1: opinion. This is great. Actually, I have a hot... Here's what you do, Dagny, is you get yourself Mm -hmm. a man who is good at doing taxes and doesn't mind doing it, then you tie yourself to him with a domestic partnership, and then you just wait until he feels responsible, and then one day he'll just say, hey, babe, I did your taxes. And let me tell you, it's been like four years of that, and I don't think I can ever go back He's getting my no. W 2s. He wanted to know what was deducted. I was like, sure, sir. Whatever you say. I did, I like have to cook dinner then, but I'm fine with that.
0: This is when you date, uh, I was about to say, when you date a Virgo, and I'm not even a big astrology person. I just know that he specifies that he's a Virgo a lot. And also, just you're dating a man with type A personality. So Yeah, he's he so organized. Yeah. He's so
1: This whole microphone setup is his.
0: <laughs> the, yeah, the plug into the
1: computer is his. That. Oh, wow. But he's not here to interrupt. So um, I'll talk shit about him. Dagny. uh, uh, Yeah,
0: introduce the show.
1: Yeah. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. And good night. No matter when you're listening, welcome to The Poptimist, a pop culture breakdown show focused on optimism. I am one of your hosts. Hey, what's my name? It's Billy.
0: And I'm Dagny. Oh, I love you it. say that's my other host. No, I'm just going to,
1: I'm trying to make sure the <laughs> delay so. between me saying, say something and you introducing yourself gets longer and longer every episode. I just oh, want it to be me. a good five seconds of silence of you looking confused into the webcam. Um, but what? Poptimist is a pop culture breakdown show focused on optimism. We like to have guests bring in stuff from pop culture that they love, that maybe isn't widely loved by the general audiences. Uh, and then we pick it apart for fun. hmm Dagny, though, it's nice um, to see you. It's nice to hang out with you again. I know I just saw you, but, you know, in the pandemic, it's nice to see a sister. What have you been yes. doing with the um, uh, the pop culture this week? What you've been into?
0: Um, the first thing, this, I'm just going to say a little fact that I learned today that I thought was awful. Um, that the Cinderella story with Hilary Duff has a 12% on Rotten Tomatoes. And I think that's uh, <laughs> horrific. It's one of the greatest films ever made. I've never seen and it. And I learned this oh billy 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 <laughs> chad michael murray you've got to get into this oh it's such a good movie but it has a 12 i haven't watched it in, actually i watched it like a year ago i can't say that i haven't watched it in a minute but it is far it deserves at least a 60 or 70 percent. 12
1: at least above, at crazy. least to get above the green tomatoes it was just a, a 60 60 even just so it's a yeah. little red
0: I mean, Jennifer Coolidge hitting every comedic line she has in that movie with such precision. She's so good. I, I was upset when I saw that. But um, what I actually want to talk about, I kind of wrote out a spiel because I just want to make sure I cover what I wanted to talk about. Okay. Um, so in general, just I was recently introduced to a series of action films that I have uh, or that have but I'm not going to read this. This is too much. Just, you,
1: did you overprepared for your own show?
0: I did. And I never do research on things. And today I did research <laughs> and I'm going to throw it out the window. Anyway, these movies have genuinely blown my mind. Uh, I assume everyone has heard of them. I had my whole life, um, but I finally took the time. Cause I just assumed that they were just like big action films, crazy stunts. Um, and then my boyfriend found out that I hadn't watched them and got very upset with me. And we had to start watching them. And I've watched two of them so far. And these movies are called Mission Impossible. <laughs>
1: They're oh, so no. good. No. I thought you were going to do Fast and the Furious. Mission. In- You've never seen no. any Mission Impossible movie?
0: No. And now I've seen, I watched Ghost Protocol. And then the next night he came over again and we watched Rogue Nation. And I think I prefer Rogue Nation. Wait, um, it's ghost pro- is it's the first
1: one so called Ghost Protocol? I thought it was just Mission Impossible. No.
0: I have to go back and watch the first. Three. I, okay, the I was going to like, watching like
1: the good ones from recently. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, the recent ones, and then I'm going to go back and watch like the '96 first Mission Impossible. Uh, but he was so upset when he found out I hadn't watched yeah. these movies. But I genuinely thought they were just like, like, a, I mean, Fast and the Furious is also, I assume, good. I haven't watched that either. That's bad. But I always just was like, eh, Mission Impossible, Tom Cruise, yeah. wild stunts and
1: you haven't seen it but the first one is the one where he comes down from the ceiling it's it was like instantly iconic
0: oh yeah, yeah yeah i do know that that's the thing is like all of the movies i know the big stunts yeah. but rogue nation i knew the him holding on to an airplane was like one of the bigger things in the movie that's the first five minutes of the movie that's the first scene and i was like where are they gonna go from here and it just got better and better there is a scene that's all underwater and this crazy ass man trained himself how to br- uh, not breathe underwater how to hold his breath underwater for 7 minutes just yep. to do this stuff like he him. actually was underwater the whole time it's crazy i just i i it, highly recommend I mean, yeah it's i mean they're everybody's seen them but tom cruise
1: is tom cruise uh, yeah. for a reason it's not just because of Xenu, you know he did it on no, his own oh
0: yeah there, there was a line that I made a joke where he, he said, like, I can't tell you my secrets, and I leaned over to my boyfriend, and I was like, it's because Scientology has them all. <laughs> um,
1: They're in a binder. Like, They're in a binder it. underneath <laughs> that building off Franklin. Oh, my yeah. God.
0: Um, but it's so good, and I, I'm going to watch the rest of them, and I'll keep you posted on it if yeah. you still like them, but I, re- I, I feel like an idiot for bringing this in, but I just, I was shocked that I enjoyed them so much, and I was mad at myself for not watching them sooner, because... I, uh, I was ignorant to the brilliant <laughs> franchise that is Mission Impossible.
1: Well, I mean, it happens, too, if you like miss a whole franchise, because when I was in college, the boyfriend realized I had never seen any of the Mila Jovovich Resident Evil movies, which are a little bit hot garbage and also a little bit endlessly watchable. Um, mm-hmm. And so we watched all of them in college And now it's like every time I think they're done I think they're officially done But every time there's like a Milo Jovovich Resident Evil movie every two years We like go out on a date to see it Because it's it's a thing now
0: Aww, um, Yeah, you just fun. jump
1: But it's like, I literally watched probably five Resident Evil movies back to back, which was funny because I've played most of the Resident Evil games. So I'm sitting there, I'm like, this Mm -hmm. isn't line up at all. And it's it's the boyfriend's only frame of reference for Resident Evil. So he's like, what are you talking about? Who's Claire? Why do you... Whatever. Resident Evil's great. (laughs) Um, But you were talking about um, Tom Cruise and Mission Impossible. And um, speaking of cults, I watched uh, Murder Among the Mormons. That was a really (laughs) controversial statement. I shouldn't have even started um i mentioned it in the last episode i just wanted to casually plug it because it is i do love true mm-hmm. crime and it is a very fast watch it's it's only three episodes it's on netflix and the bbc paid for it so they don't which is i love the british people's fascination with mormons like from a distance they're like you hear that about that weird new american religion we're like it's not new it's like 180 years old and they're like yeah you guys are babies yeah. um but it's, it's just a compelling true crime case. Uh, basically, in 85, there was a document dealer who was a Mormon who was finding a bunch of older Mormon texts from the time when Joseph Smith was alive. And as he was finding more and more explosive documents, he was selling them and even at times selling them to the church. And then over the course of two days, three bombs go off. And it appears... Oh. It appears at first that it has something to do with these documents, and even the conspiracy of it all is, oh, is the Mormon church trying to silence him? And then um, it actually has a really good true crime thread throughout. It went in a direction. It's cool. It's a story I'd never heard of, which I like when it's a big true crime story that I've never heard of. Um, yeah. And it, ha- it, was, it, it shocked me, and it, it was fun to watch, and um, uh, really interesting. There's some really interesting characters, and also from a comedic standpoint, a lot of these Mormon boys were like playing at being big shot criminals back in the eighties or not even that or just being like badasses but like in that I've never left Utah version of what a badass is. Um mm-hmm. and so th- like one of them buys an Uzi with his money. He's like, yeah I just always wanted to have an Uzi. We went out into the into a field and shot it. And they do they don't do dramatic reenactments of like the bombings but they do Mm -hmm. dramatic reenactments of these like slightly overweight mormon men firing an uzi into the desert driving a camaro dressed like it's 1985 and i was like this is hilarious thank you for for doing that Um, that's great and this is (laughs) this is just a little about what i'm doing right now because it's not it's not too recommendy because it's old it's two years three years old at this point but hey you know who's got i just
0: recommended mission impossible yeah (laughs) (laughs) fair (laughs) enough
1: fair enough (laughs) Um, The thing about uh, a global pandemic and a national lockdown is I got a lot of time to play video games, and I Mm. never, ever beat Red Dead Redemption 2. So I started a new game. I'm living out my Westworld fantasy, uh, uh, just walking around, being a cowboy, being an outlaw. And I just want to put this out there, document it. If anyone is replaying Red Dead Redemption 2, I have a theory that Arthur Morgan, the main character who you play as, is at the very least bisexual. He definitely prefers men. It's all there in the subtext. I swear <laughs> I'm not reading into it. I mean, I know it's a little insane, but it's it's a gay cowboy romp, and you will not convince me otherwise.
0: <laughs> I, I believe you. I, I mean just thank you. I didn't get into uh I mean, I watched you play Red Dead, but Red Dead Redemption Two. There's so much upkeep. Doesn't don't you have to shave and? Yeah, weird I've got a good mustache going on in, in
1: game. I'm trying to get my real life mustache back to where it was, but I've got a good in game mustache. Um, nice. You you should sleep regularly. I try to drink coffee when you wake up. It's nice to like have tasks to do because I'm just in the apartment all day every day. So it's like maybe I could be a cowboy where I actually have to like cook some food and, you know, shave. This is, terrible. Yeah. before I introduce our guest, the other day, and I've cleaned it up now, but the other day, right before I went outside, I looked at myself in the mirror and I was like, Billy, you've got to clean those nose hairs up. Like, you just oh, got to trim them. And then I looked at my mask and I went, I'll do it tomorrow. Like, who? no one sees. No, no one, one sees. I fixed you it now. do,
0: um, there's the, on the TikTok. Uh, men using wax and then uh, very comical videos of having their significant other rip it out of their nose, and it's horribly painful but very funny to watch. That's great. <laughs> so you could probably get a lot of views with that one. Uh, cool. Well, Billy, would you like to introduce our guest?
1: Oh boy, would I. Um, our next guest, our current guest. Uh, I'm very excited that she's been here. She's going to be here. She's currently here. You know her from uh, all over the world. She was on RuPaul's Drag Race and RuPaul's Drag U uh, and RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars. Phenomenal. Give it up for the original Miss Congeniality herself. It's Pandora Box! And this is terrible. You're going to have to unmute yourself because of the way this website works. We are consummate professionals.
2: (laughs) Oh, yes. I I feel that. I smell the professionality here. Thank you. Uh,
0: Yes. (laughs) What? Hi.
2: Hi. How are you?
1: I'm good. How are you? I'm so good. I mean, I'm happy that Dagny's watching action movies. I'm happy we're we're having (laughs) a Sunday fun day sober together. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm really happy I get to look at your shiny backdrop No one else gets, I just want listeners to be a little jealous That they can't see your dramatic Silver backdrop I know, yeah,
2: yeah the lights are on too The lights it's, come on automatically when I turn on the lights To this garage space and So I just leave it on Color bad.
1: changing it's it's, like color we, we, So we moved into this apartment a month after lockdown started Or right before And we ended up, I love the color changing bullshit lights And so we bought um, <laughs> Six recessed lighting light bulbs that change colors for the main living room and i drive my boyfriend nights because nuts because every night i like reprogram like a color changing theme and i'm like tonight it's under the sea and he's like we could just watch tv oh
0: my
1: god well <laughs> oh, you gotta it. find
0: a hobby for me <laughs> i need it, I need it.
1: I this podcast is the hobby what are you talking about this True. is my whole career at this point wow <laughs> <laughs> oh wow
0: all right well we can jump right into it pandora yeah. i am um I'm interested. It's my obviously my favorite part of the show, um, but I want to know what you have brought in for us today to talk about.
2: Well, I had uh, several choices, but I decided it was be one of my favorite movies, which is uh, Xanadu. <gasps> yes! This is okay. I'm... scared. <laughs> I've never seen I Xanadu. I, I have a visual aid on a podcast, but... Um... <laughs>
0: You'd yes. be surprised every guest has like shown us the DVD case or shown us something as a visual reference. So we love it. We love to see it. Um, Xanadu, oh, yes. I love Such a this. good
1: one. Yes. Okay. So um, um, for the uninitiated, Xanadu is, I'm just going to, a little bit what I know, it's a 1980s musical starring Olivia Newton-John and Gene Kelly, who was a childhood icon of mine. Um, and it's about roller skating. That's not accurate, but I just... <laughs>
2: Well, it's really, if you here's the plot of the yes, movie, yes. to sum it up, <laughs> a struggling artist is, uh, <laughs> needs inspiration. So one of the nine muses of Greek mythology comes down to inspire him to open a roller skating disco. <laughs> 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 this
1: is good, and that's, that's, this that's it. <laughs> that is <laughs> that's, that's the plot. That's I it. know a lot about this movie, but I've only seen it entirely through clips. I have never been able to sit down and watch the whole thing.
2: Oh my god, I I I've seen it a million times. Like I used to reenact it. My sister and I would reenact the uh, opening sequence when the painting of the nine muses um, comes to <laughs> life.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes,
2: and they they come to life. They jump out of the painting, and you know they uh, they dance around because they're free from the painting, and then they run off for no particular reason and, yes <laughs> and have a neon 80s glow around them when they run off and then olivia newton john comes back and roller skates and finds the sunny malone who she's supposed to inspire to open a roller disco <laughs> oh, incredible and olivia
0: Newton-John in the same movie say no more that's a, that's enough to sell me well on a film to watch
1: the The struggling artist is is Michael Beck, who um, uh, did a lot of things in the '70s and '80s. Um, he was in The Warriors, uh, uh, and this, this some of his
2: it's some of his finest acting. Yeah, I'm, sarc- <laughs> I'm being sarcastic, but <laughs> <laughs> there's one line, and it always he's like he says to Gene Kelly, he's he's like, Danny, I can't do that. I can't handle that. And it's so monotone and so terrible. And I'm like, you said that to Gene Kelly. <laughs> yeah. you, that was, that was your acting to Gene Kelly
1: in that moment. Oh no. <laughs> I, I'm not entirely sure. What is Gene Kelly's character in the movie? Well, randomly he
2: <laughs> meets up with uh, Sonny Malone. Uh, he um, is playing saxophone or clarinet on the beach. And <laughs> Uh, Sonny is like, oh hey, old timer, and they just start shooting the shit, and then become friends, and then he invests in this roller disco, and he was like a like a he was a band. He's, I think he's basically playing himself. Uh, yeah, he was like in a band, and and he had met Olivia and John in a past life because I best, I guess she was amused then still and inspired him to do a duet with him that's right that's right because she's a timeless ancient muse she Mm -hmm. is yes you know the muses have nothing better to do when they're up there they're like hey i think i want to go open a roller disco uh
1: the one thing i know is this was this was like the last major gene kelly role before he retired from acting and I yes. and I I think this is true. He only agreed to do this film because it was a musical. He was like, I don't want to do musicals anymore or something. He only agreed to do it because it the studio was so close to his house that the studio could send him a car every day. And that was like, <laughs> in his contract was like, I don't drive myself to set. And it can't take more than like 10 minutes to get there. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I respect that. Well, hey, that. I
1: love it. I mean, he's
2: actually good in the movie. It's not... Yeah. The movie's... I mean it's so campy and over the top. And I mean, I know that's why I loved it as a kid. Cause it didn't really matter. All the, the music is great. Yes. The album did much better than the movie, the movie tanked, but the album is <laughs> like did really, really well. And, uh, so yeah, it was just like, like a fantasy. And then, you know, going back and watching it, I still like get, I s- still enjoy the musical numbers and I get a good chuckle. And, uh, yeah. but I realized one of the, uh, maybe plot holes or uh, something they could have done better <laughs> was that there is no antagonist in this movie whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's just, just struggling with his art and it, you know, he, his boss is kind of an ass, but so sunny. So it's like, there's no like, um, there, there's nothing, there, there's nothing driving this movie. But then I saw they did a, a Broadway version of it um, mm-hmm that played for two years and we went and saw it because it's one of my favorite movies. And the, the musical was excellent. Because it kind of poked fun of the movie, too. Yeah. And yeah. also, they fixed the biggest plot point, and they put two of this muses, uh, they were evil sisters. They were trying to contri- like, they were trying to mess everything up. So I'm like, wow, suddenly,
1: <laughs> things
2: make sense.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, it's there's a little telling, too, that, that the main character of the movie is the last one we want to talk about. We're like, no, no, there's Gene Kelly and Olivia Newton-John first, and also this guy trying to open a roller disco, hoping oh, yeah, it works out. Care.
2: I mean it's all about Olivia and her costumes and she's I love her voice and uh Yes. And she's not bad she's not bad in the movie. It's just not like a it's more like an extended music video.
1: Yes. <laughs> well, and we'll get to the the end sequence in a little bit, but like the end sequence is so much fun to watch. You don't have to watch the movie, just watch the whole roller rink final closing <laughs> number, the Xanadu number. It's amazing. Yeah. It's pretty epic. <laughs> it it also it, it calls back to a time this is <laughs> just because this film came out in 1980 and i feel like roller rinks and disco was already pretty pretty much on its way out by the time this movie was trying to make a cultural statement um and i i love that about it that it was like we're going anyway we're gonna we're gonna make this movie regardless um
2: yeah wait, go ahead sorry <laughs> oh no i was just like yeah i think it, yeah you're you, you're right I think they're like, it's going to be, roller skating's huge. And then by the time it comes, it's like, nobody cares about roller skating.
0: <laughs> I wonder if it came out like 10 years earlier, how, it, if it would have been received entirely differently or any, anything like that. Or even if it like came out today, because roller skating has become so popular in the last year, at least from what I've been able to tell in the roller skates that I own. That, that, that might've uh, just
1: been you, Dagny, going out to buy roller I skates just, so that you could go to the that roller rink in Glendale pretty regularly. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes yeah uh roller skating i love it i think it's one of the coolest things um I got, but yeah I, I, I just curious like uh, because disco and roller skating if it had come out a year or 10 years prior if maybe it would have been more of a success um but also maybe it came out at the perfect time and it's aged and is a perfect cult classic and maybe it is what it was supposed to be um but yeah, just a thought.
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, it was also the follow up movie to Greece for Olivia Newton John. So I think there were mm-hmm. like high expectations oh. <laughs> for her, and her movie career. And this did not help her movie career at all. Too, no. Uh,
0: okay. so. I
1: didn't realize
2: so the they were, right they were, they were back to back for movies? her. Yeah.
0: Oh, wow.
2: This is, this, this is the movie she followed up Grease with. I this mean, like, everybody. like yeah. I'm roller Grease skating. is good
0: yeah. enough to where it's like, okay, you can, you kind of sh- like did your best and we got the, one of the greatest movies. It's okay. <laughs> if you need to take a break. And she was like, no, we got to keep going. Create Xanadu.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: I do. But, like you know, uh, she's
2: got all um, those great songs that she uh, does in concert and stuff. And there's a yeah, bit no. like a, her doing it live, doing Xanadu live. I don't know when it was like, much after the movie but the audience goes insane for it so people love the song i don't think people i don't think people even know sometimes that it is actually a movie they just know the song
1: and now you're here and now you're here honestly though that song puts me in a good mood no matter where i am no matter when i hear it i would and it's like eight minutes i mean at least in the movie it is it's very long
2: (laughs) yeah
1: um, um you said that you saw this growing up, which I love. Do you do you happen to remember about about when you saw it for the first time?
2: Um, I don't remember. It just was always something on TV or I mm. think like on HBO a lot. And mm-hmm. uh so yeah, I just All I remember is that we watched, I think that eventually we recorded it and watched it because uh, it just was always something I wanted to watch all the time because I, I, I mean, I know now it was because I'm, uh, was queer and Mm -hmm. (laughs) also that, um, I was probably destined to be a drag queen, uh, And to go into some kind of show business because it's just so over the top and ridiculous and campy and uh and it's fun. I think it was fun as a kid too, because i didn't really care about the plot. Like I wasn't yeah. thinking about that or the acting and I was thinking about it's Olivia and John and she's dancing and singing and, and also I was I was kind of fascinated by Greek mythology. So I liked that little uh Yeah.
0: Greek, that I little turn Greek of mythology. it. Like
2: the like, ooh, magical muses come to life
1: in a painting. What? <laughs> Well, because like we've got... They're
0: like They're on a face, and then they're dancing and singing?
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, because yeah, because Pandora Box is a Greek reference. But then, mm-hmm. is this... And I feel like I know this. Is, uh, your, mid, your middle drag name is Olivia. Is it for her?
2: It is for her. And it's also so my initials can be P.O. Box.
0: <laughs> That's great. Are you kidding? I you put that together. <laughs>
2: That's so I good. That. I bet, oh, purpose but yes it, it, it is for her amazing.
1: that's amazing honestly though i feel like i feel like any good gay boy has an olivia newton john inspirational story from when they're younger i uh uh and that's so weird i think about this too now i'm like oh i liked that movie when i was eight because i was hella gay um <laughs> but i would they re-released grease in theaters in the 90s And um, uh, uh, Dagny and I both danced growing up. We did a lot of competitive dancing, tap, jazz, and ballet nonsense. And so our parents, I I remember them taking us to Greece in theaters when we were fairly young and then just like forgetting that there's a bunch of like teenage pregnancy and condom jokes. Um, So they were just like, oh, and they're like completely over my head. Um, but I mean, I mean, I was obsessed with Olivia Newton-John in that entirely because of her, the transformation she goes to through, which is a little bit, I don't know if I'm reading into it, a little bit of a queer parallel. Um, you know what, I'm, I'm gay, I'm everything I put, I just put a project onto everything, but um <laughs> well as you said i mean thank you appropriate <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, my favorite thing in any movie is a makeover or makeover montage so i think it's pretty iconic for it people find what they need to in her transformation <laughs> and i just love it um but also pandora you're talking to the right people about not really uh caring about a plot and just enjoying the movie because <laughs> one billy and i both love cats not yes. necessarily the one from 2019, but just as a musical, we have a great time with it. Um, and then also we watched uh, Beatles Yellow Submarine movie, at least weekly. Um, yeah. The 1960s one.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, that it's got kind of a plot, but mostly it's very colorful and it's Beatles music. So <laughs> uh, probably
1: messed us up in some way.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I loved it. I love that. There's a lunchbox behind me that's Yellow Submarine, but <laughs> Yeah, a lot of movies, they're, as long as they make you feel good, it doesn't necessarily have to make sense throughout the entire thing. Um, yeah, it can just be colorful and sound great and just be pure entertainment. And I'm perfectly happy for an hour and a half yeah. or two hours.
2: Yeah. Like I'm a big fan of sex in the city too. And people hated that. And I was like, I don't care that nothing really happened and they just go and they, <laughs> and Charlotte shits herself. I'm like, I'm happy with all of this. You guys, this was just a fun romp and I didn't need anything mm-hmm. more than yeah. them just being those characters.
1: That's, Absolutely. Yeah, just
0: there for the characters, you don't need any big things. You're like, I'm just reliving this childhood fun and I mean, going back and watching certain like Yellow Submarine for one, I was like, yeah, this is wild that I was so that I loved it so much. Um, but just in general, I, it doesn't take a lot to entertain one kids. And then once you grow up with something and you love it so much, it just kind of sticks with you. Um, so I think just it hits if it hits you at the right time in your life, you're going to continue to love it throughout your entire life, no matter if you come yeah. to terms with the fact that it's not maybe the best movie in the world but it, it's <laughs> what's important to yeah, you
2: i mean it's fun and now i like as an adult i can make fun of things in it
0: mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> like you know michael beck's acting and uh <laughs> um, but it's still fun it's still fun to watch how goofy and silly and uh, i mean the costumes are fun um, yeah uh, the sets are great. The musical numbers, like her uh, Olivia Newton-John and Gene Kelly's number together, is amazing. It's a it's a it's a great dance. It's it's a perfect number. And and the one where they combine like the two styles of music. It's called dancing, and they're coming together in the set, and like they're combining the old school with like the rock and roll and. That as a kid, that I always I was. that's that's when one of another one my sister and I would reenact and we would pick our favorite ones. We're like, no, I'm this one now. And I'm
1: the one that gets tied right up on the guitar.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> I mean, if we were doing if Dagny and I were doing grease, I wanted to be Sandy. I wanted just because I wanted to do tell me about it, stud. And then I was obsessed with the way she put the cigarette out. Like cigarette. when she drops it and she uh-huh. likes in like a oh I I absolutely yeah. get it. Um, and I also I know the uh the Gene Kelly Olivia Newton John number. It was in his contract that he choreographed that. So it's one of the oh. last bits of Gene Kelly choreography is is her and him together in that <laughs> number, which is very cool.
0: That's it awesome. is. It's I a it's a, it's a great
1: number. Definitely. Uh, it it's the
2: <laughs> it's probably the the best part of the movie or one of the best because it's just like uh. That's maybe what the movie should have kind of been. <laughs> and <laughs> like that level of of this, but like I said, it's it's kind of like an extended music video. It's just like mm-hmm. we're just gonna do a bunch of things and uh loose plot and we're gonna make these fantastic uh musical numbers. <laughs> Absolutely. Except I mean there is the um like eight to ten minute um suspended in time where it's literally Olivia Newton John standing in neon stripes for eight minutes and the camera kind of moving a little. I forgot about this.
1: Could you, could you break that down a little bit more for us?
2: <laughs> um, It's Olivia John standing in neon light for like 10 minutes being suspended in time. With little to no camera movement or cuts or, uh, uh, wow. It's it. very decadent. I'm like, did they, was that in Olivia's contract? She's like, I'm doing this whole song. <laughs> From start to finish, and make me look pretty, and I want to stand in neon lights. Yes,
0: I think that's what anybody. Neon man wants. bar
2: lights that <laughs> then disappear, and you know, right. then Zeus and uh, decides that she kind of go back to earth. I'm sorry, like a 30 year spoiler for anyone. <laughs>
0: <laughs> there you spoil it. No, that's. Uh, I think there's a different, or definitely an allotment of time where we're like, okay, you can spoil this movie or <laughs> yeah. a TV show.
2: You'd um, be surprised. I feel like people <laughs> get mad at so much that it's like, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah.
0: oh my friend just started I, I just got her uh watching drag Race for the first time um and she started with season five and then she was watching videos online and she texted me today and she was like oh my god detox and roxy don't win i was like just what you can't be upset that the <laughs> yeah. internet has spoiled this for you
1: you have if the, if the episodes are airing live you have maybe a four hour window before that's out the wit. you you can't be upset about that oh my god
0: yeah, she just texted me, and she's like, oh, one of those um, like recap videos she's been watching on YouTube now I've had her start watching it, and she was like, oh, no, it was spoiled for me. I was like, that's been, you can't be spoiled with that. That's uh, ridiculous. Yeah. But, yeah. Gosh. So you're welcome to spoil any part of this movie. It's, our, <laughs> it's on our listeners at this point if they haven't watched it.
2: Yeah, and also, I mean, it's it's plot light, so you really, it's not going to make a big, I mean, it's pretty. You kind of know where it's going, because its only yeah. goal is to open a roller disco.
1: <laughs> Without And there's no, like, evil real estate agent. There's no, no bank manager who's like, you can't get this loan. No, it's
2: <laughs> just Sonny Malone's. Distraught with himself. He doesn't believe in <laughs> himself enough.
1: So- That's so, though, that, maybe that just was it. the 80s real estate market, honestly. Maybe you could just go and open something with enough confidence and whiteness.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you know, he's a painter. So logically, a painter should open a
1: roller disco. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> as so long as it's,
0: about the aesthetic.
1: it's one of those murals <laughs> where if you go past it really fast, it looks like it's moving. He's got a whole concept.
0: <laughs> um, yeah.
1: Uh, uh, a couple things. I um, do. Do you know anything about like how this was received in its time? Um, I know it wasn't well, but just like any, <laughs> any examples. Was, I mean, it
2: was it was a uh, a box office flop and mm-hmm. a critical flop. Just basically a, a big uh, duty
1: flop. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, uh, I there's a, a one sentence review from the time period when it came out that said, "In a word, Xana don't." And that was the whole <laughs> review.
2: <laughs> Which is- I, I think that I think that pretty much says it. Gosh, and the, I mean, I didn't know when it came out either. Like, because I just watched it on TV, so I didn't know oh. that it was a flop till like, you know, I got older and, and realized that. Wait, everybody hasn't seen Xanadu? Like, you guys don't <laughs> know this movie? How do you not know it? <laughs> absolutely a life
0: before the internet when we could like form our own opinions about movies and I, we didn't just see what everybody else thought of it and you just form your opinion around that but
2: yeah and I bought the DVD uh, at a store I don't remember where I bought it I know it's so it sounds so weird to like I went someplace and bought the <laughs> <in> a store <laughs> yeah. and have had it delivered um, and I bought that and a couple other because I had like a movie addiction problem buying movies but I was like I need to own Xanadu on DVD and yeah um, he's like, "Oh, I've never heard of this." this guy, and it was definitely a heterosexual male, and he's like, oh, "I've never heard of this. Is it good?"' I'm like, "Well, it depends on what your definition of good is. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty fun and, uh, you know, campy. And then I think he, he totally tuned out. He's like, "I don't know what what the fuck does campy mean?" So <laughs> I was like, "Never mind, you probably won't like it. because Olivia doesn't show her boobs or anything.
0: Uh, uh, he's like, i'm gonna go home and watch super bad for the 14th time <laughs> <laughs> uh
1: a uh, uh, weird weird trivia i've never seen super bad isn't that bizarre it's because i was deeply in the closet and i was the uh, targeted demographic for that movie so i said no thank you running away it's-
0: I watched it for the first time last year, and I get honestly, this is probably good for the podcast. I don't know if I've said this before, but my hot take is I saw Book Smart before Super Bad, and I don't know if you know this, Billy, but they're the exact same movie. Um, <laughs> but I think book smart is better than super bad. And it caused a whole, a whole dramatic argument between my boyfriend and I, because he was like, it's the original. I was like, no, no (laughs) smart is smarter. The comedy. I just, anyway, that's my hot take. If people come for me, that's fine. But
2: I've um, never seen either of them. So I don't know what we're even talking about at this moment.
0: That's okay. (laughs) They're not movies that you need to see. (laughs) Um, but yeah, they're both, they're both fun, but they're no Xanadu, honestly.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm casually browsing Xanadu trivia, and my favorite two things I've seen is that um, Andy Gibb of the Bee Gees was originally cast to pay, play Sonny, which is um, uh, a, a choice because clearly they wanted like another musician involved. Yeah. Um, and then apparently they actually <laughs> asked John Travolta to play Sonny. So they really were leaning into Greece, but he went and did Urban Cowboy instead. Well, the funny thing too about this
2: musical is that uh the lead character doesn't actually sing in it and it's just Olivine and John who is singing and Gene Kelly and uh there's even a duet that but they don't sing it, they don't lip sync it, they just roller skate to it and it's not his voice. Oh. I assume he can't sing. Manas. But it's like it's a musical that the lead doesn't do any music. <laughs>
1: oh my god
0: i wonder if the movie would have been different if they had gotten their hands on um uh john travolta or sorry what was the andy gibb andy gibb i wonder if that was an entirely different movie and then they couldn't get them they're like all right we got to rewrite this to where our main character doesn't sing ever (laughs) (laughs)
1: yeah i don't know I'm convinced I, I listened to a podcast about this movie years ago, which is why I've got random bits of trivia in it. But I was just trying to see if I was correct. And, and apparently Olivia Newton-John has said that parts of the script were being written as they were already in production. Like they were like <laughs> writing it as they went.
2: Um. Yeah, I think I definitely have heard that before, too, that it was kind of, uh, you know, maybe that's why people didn't want to agree to it because it was a loose
1: so, um. <laughs> we've got Olivia Newton-John. We've got roller skates. We think we have Gene Kelly. He's being kind of persnickety, but we think um we don't really have a script, but we've got a banger of a closing number. Are you in? <laughs>
2: well, and the, I think like hearing the music. I mean, I think that's it. It was it was trying to it was like trying to showcase Olivia Newton-John and make her a movie star and all this great music was in it and then they just kind of forgot about the rest.
1: Yes. Yes. <laughs> Well, and um, um, there was one more thing I was gonna. Oh, and there's a, a is is there's like a cartoon dream sequence in this movie. Yes. Okay, good. Uh-huh. That's also what this movie needs.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because at one point in the musical number, which also is a duet song with Living and John and, oh, uh, uh, I think it's John Ferreira. I could be wrong, but it's mm-hmm. uh, ELO Electric Light Orchestra did all the music for it. So it's uh, the oh, lead singer cool. of that. He did. The oh, cool. So, you know, since the lead doesn't sing or even <laughs> lip sync somebody else's voice, uh, <laughs> at one point when they're falling in love, they turn into cartoons and uh, have this uh, musical cartoon romp.
1: It's, and I mean, voice. it's just, it's like everything they thought they could throw into it from like a musical cliche standpoint. I mean, they even made some of their own cliches on the way. They just threw it in. And I think that's amazing. Yeah, it's,
2: it's, it's funny. It's just kind of like... Hey, you know what? It's just time for some cartoons right now. Let's do that. <laughs> Got
1: to pad out that runtime.
2: I think that was probably it too. They were just like, <laughs> "Shit, what do we put here, you guys? We don't really have a plot, and they've already m- met and." They're opening the disco. A uh, cartoon, a cartoon <laughs> musical number.
0: <laughs>
2: oh my god! And I, then um, ten
0: movements of a still camera and Olivia and John singing. Yes,
2: ten so minutes, minutes of
0: let's play time. Yeah, they were like,
2: "Well, this runtime is a little short, so <laughs> we're just going to put all of Olivia's number and we don't need anything else. It's just Olivia singing. Just that.
0: Just hold just the, the
2: ten camera
1: ten on. <laughs> Go for ten minutes." <laughs> And then I would um, love so, to Oh, go ahead, Dagny. Go ahead. I got a thing in a second.
0: No, I just I we I guess we kind of talked about this, but I usually ask um, if if a guest brings in a movie or a TV show, um, like why do you think it made such an impact on you? Can you pinpoint like a specific scene or just like the feeling it gave you whatever might have hit you and why you love it still to this day?
2: well it's really the gayest non gay movie there is because there are well i don't know what i mean there aren't any homosexuals in it or anything like that and but it's just was so i think it was the campiness of it all it just i was drawn to that and the musical numbers on the the epic finale where they finally opened the roller disco and 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 that is like a ten minute musical sequence but it's like a it it is reminiscent of like old Broadway or all old uh musicals, movie musicals. Like it's kind of yeah. giving that vibe in like an 80s revamped a little bit way. So I think I I like that. I like that the show showiness of it and uh the musical numbers. I mean that's the really the best part of the whole mm-hmm. movie because the musical numbers are actually good.
1: Yeah. Well, and that's what I would I would love to talk about is the closing finale Xanadu number. Because yes. listeners, I do think you should watch this movie if you can. But if you can't, pull up just this number and please watch it. It is amazing. <laughs>
2: It is. And Olivia gets to wear all these different costumes and all of her, the rest of her eight sisters come down because now they're all doing a musical number because they're singers and dancers, Uh, (laughs) you know, they're muses. So that's they can do anything they want. And uh, she's got some great costumes and uh, one of my favorite songs in it. It's called Fool, but it's only like a two-minute song because then it mixes into a country. And it wasn't ever released on the album or the soundtrack. It was released as like a B-side to something else. It was called mm. Fool Country it was released as. But I was always upset because I had the the album and uh, that song was never on it. And it was my favorite <laughs> one. And she wears like a leopard outfit and she's all sexy and... I'm sure this is what instilled it in my head That I was going to do drag But I didn't know what drag was at the time So when I saw drag I'm like oh my god I
1: can relive all these things that I wanted to live <laughs> I mean Xanadu that's, uh, her, The the costume changes All the different looks she has in the final number It's all high camp It's almost drag It's just I mean they change costumes at one point It's like she's got a costume change every like 10 seconds For like a brief <laughs>
2: Yeah, and it's very, like, Vegas, and, like, it it's very decadent, and uh, there's roller skating, there's Olivia and Fabulous outfits, and then when you think it's over, it's like, no, the rest of the sisters come down, and we're going to give you some more.
1: <laughs> it also, for me, the fantasy of a roller disco that function in a way that would only function uh, like that in a movie, because it was definitely, like, you can't have, like, ramps next to the bar in a, re- like, you can't <laughs> But you know no. there's like why I,
2: <laughs> I think that's why I wanted to go to bars and clubs and stuff and yes. the first The first nightclub I ever went to, like when I came out, was this dumpy (laughs) dive bar in Rochester, New York, and every wall was painted black and it was so seedy and gross. And I was like, this isn't Xanadu, you guys. This isn't. This is.
1: Where's Xanadu? Where's that club? There's definitely a time when every gay bar in my head was Xanadu. (laughs) (laughs) And
2: then the the sad realization was that, no, they're not like Um. that.
1: Yeah. I mean what's what are we what what kind of investment money do we need to put into WeHo to open like a multi thousand square foot space <laughs> that has a roller rink, a roller performance area, multiple stages and a bar you can roller skate on top of without breaking yeah. any but- health regulations? <laughs>
2: Yeah, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to get very frustrated after this podcast with my life mm-hmm. and my artistry and not knowing what to do. And I'm going to rip up a drawing of a muse and throw it out the window. Mm-hmm. And I think it will happen. I think that Olivia will come <laughs> and uh-huh. she'll inspire me. I will get one of the nine sisters to come down and, and help me open this roller disco. Olivia, if, you,
1: if you're cool. listening, get to Los Angeles. We need <laughs> We need you.
0: We need your yes, power please. guidance, <laughs> I think uh, if if a roller skating bar, one, I don't know how safe it would be, but I don't even care. Drunk people on be, roller like, skates. The first bar that I go to after this whole time in our apartments, um, I would be so happy. It would make up for everything if I could go to a bar and roller skate.
1: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Dagny, how much of Xanadu have you seen?
0: same thing as you i've seen a bunch of clips gotcha Um, this this might be yeah
1: this might be the reason this will be this will be like the third like iconic queer film that i've never seen all the way through that this podcast shames me into watching i'm a little embarrassed (laughs) to tell pandora but the first one was um um drop dead
0: gorgeous
1: (gasps) i guess yeah i have yeah Yeah. but i I I love love that movie. movie I do too now. I was educated. I watched it. It's a work of art. I'm sorry to everyone for waiting yeah. so I, long.
2: I actually got to do um, a parody version of it with Peaches Christ in San Francisco. Yes. So she does a lot of these uh, mm-hmm. parodies of the movie. And uh, and I got to be Loretta, which was uh, amazing because it was the yep. coveted role. And yep. <laughs> I just, she, she knew I was a fan. I'm like, I know every line to it. I know everybody wants Loretta, but here's here's my hat. I'm throwing it in the ring. Or my wig. Here's my <laughs> wig. Throw it in there. and Yeah, so I got to play her and it was really, uh, it was great. It was a lot That's of fun. That's cool. And it's, it's a great movie. But you know, that movie wasn't
1: available for a while
2: too. So it was no,
1: like so was out a print. And... Yeah. We recorded the episode, um, closed all the laptops. I went and found my boyfriend and he said, hey, how'd the show go? And I said, it was great. Um, the guest brought in Drop Dead Gorgeous and I've never seen it. And he made this face at me. And <laughs> That is how we learned that it's not streaming anywhere, and he purchased a DVD from Amazon and had it like overnight delivered, and then we (laughs) we had to go find a DVD player just to watch it, but it was worth it. But I purchased a DVD just to see it. It yeah. was streaming, like, a little while ago. It was on, <laughs> That's how
0: I watched it. I think it was, it was on Hulu Oh, like yeah, who It was for, like, the sh- briefest amount of time, and that was the window that I was like, oh, I've heard about this, I need to watch it, and I sat down, and then when Billy was like, I can't find it anywhere, I was surprised that they just yeah. snagged it off. Um, cause it was, that happens. It, so good. And then I things know, show up in, like, so the cool.
1: most random places. Like, I just... Um, uh, uh, Probably about six months ago, I watched all of "But I'm a Cheerleader," which I also had never seen because I'm a monster, a um, uh, bad gay, <laughs> bad gay. Um, but I watched all of that because it was free on YouTube. So yet again, if anyone's not seen "But I'm a Cheerleader," uh, uh, twenty years late recommendation, what a scathing satire that I think is really phenomenal.
2: <laughs> I think that one is just recently streaming somewhere too yeah. like, because people were posting about it. And, and th- but that's sure. another one that like kind of was out of print and yes. forgotten about it a little bit. So it's good that they make comebacks like
1: people get excited about them well uh, hey this 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 episode olivia newton john is gonna get a little residual bump from everyone going out and buying dvds of xanadu yeah (laughs) i mean at least by the soundtrack at least it is it is the xana i mean i said it the xanadu song is pretty perfect uh uh you heard it here folks xanadu the film the motion (laughs) picture soundtrack pick it up at your local record store wow remember those Oh my god. And um, a
0: Hastings or a. a I,
1: even a Virgin. Remember when. Remember giant Virgin stores? Oh, they're gone. Wow.
0: Oh, I forgot about that. No, I was thinking like half price books and Hastings where we <laughs> would go get CDs and DVDs back in the day. <laughs> uh, wow. Uh,
1: who need uh, Physical media. Gosh, I used to collect every single Doctor Who box set and now I'm like, well, they're streaming.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I did too, actually. I was like, oh, because I just loved it so much. They look and then so I was definitely. like, yeah, and then I was like, this is, this is going on for longer than I thought. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't need uh, all of really them. And then that it wasn't HBO's streaming level. anywhere like that I could find, but I signed up for HBO and mm-hmm. they have all the Doctors on there.
1: So. And I, I meant to say this on the episode before, but um, um, uh, Dagny and I are huge Doctor Who fans, uh, as the audience may know. And, and HBO Go slash HBO Max has new Doctor Who in the correct order for the first time, maybe ever. Like, usually on streaming services, like the David Tennant specials are on the wrong spot. So, if you have found it confusing, but you wanted to get into Doctor Who, HBO Go has them in the correct order. This is an endorsement. Go watch them. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I love I'm a huge Doctor Who fan. Yeah. Well, that was actually. Um, 2008 um,
0: to get them in order somewhere. Yeah, 2008. And
1: that was actually why I uh, uh, I talked to you the first time we met, was because you had a TARDIS phone case. And I was like, gay Doctor Who nerd? No way! Um, <laughs> so that was...
2: I have, a, I have two TARDIS dresses that I've had, two costumes I've had made.
1: I love the TARDIS dress. I loved when you did um, Jodi, when her costume was announced, and you were probably the first, I mean, made one of the first cosplays I saw, but definitely the first drag queen Jody.
2: Yeah, and it's crazy, because I bought it online, and <laughs> yeah. I was like, I was skeptical, but I'm like, okay, it's kind of simple, and I'm like, Mm -hmm. I could have this made, but I was like, why don't I just? And it actually was really nice. Like the code is like good quality, and I was just shocked because I was (laughs) prepared for, you know, like when you when what you think you're getting online, and when what do you get? That kind of thing. I was like, but it wasn't. It was it was good, so I was happy.
1: Ah, and I think I the hot rumor not officially confirmed, but we've we've got her final season coming up. Um, one last ride with Jody. I know. I really
2: like her. I like, Although yeah. I haven't seen this latest season, but that's because I didn't have anywhere to watch it. But now it's on HBO, so I can go and watch that yeah. season. But yeah. I think she's fun. And I, uh, yeah. you know, uh, the total misogyny that happened when she was cast was gross. And it's like, yeah. I, I just kind of think that these fans that are, uh, it's it, this just happened to me too that it's like, um, what show are you watching? Like, how can you feel <laughs> that way about a show that like preaches diversity and it's mm-hmm. all this? Stuff. And it's like that with Star Trek too. And I just wrote an article for Star Trek.com and it was about it's called My Queer Trek. And they posted it on the Star Trek's page. And some of these men, usually straight white men, would come mm-hmm. on and they're saying all this. They didn't one even read the article because the article talks about bullying and things that I went through as a yeah. kid and how, how <laughs> that helped me. And uh, and so it's like, okay, clearly you didn't even read it. So it's just like they're going off about, uh, you know, ruining everything with this. And I was like, what show are you watching? Like, did you actually watch Star Trek? <laughs> like, it just—it's literally—it's literally, it's so promoting diversity and equality. And how did how do you how did you miss that main message uh, <laughs> of the show?
0: That's what oh, well, I mean, about a lot of franchises, like, uh, well, like Doctor Who, of course, and also, um, like, Star Wars, people that pick apart these shows and movies, when I'm like, they were made for fun. These are supposed to be just for fun. Yeah. They're in space. There's why do Wookie. you have to... There's a Wookiee.
2: There's <laughs> a thing called a Wookiee. Like, why come on.
0: So controversial.
2: He does. He, he goes, oh, like, that's how he speaks. And Han Solo understands that. So, like, why are you... And I just think of how um Kelly Marie Tran was like so bullied yeah. and uh had to leave the internet, like had to t- get all rid of all those socials. And I kind of was like, What why? And I then I finally saw it and I was like, She's good in this movie. Like yes, what? Yeah. she's it, very good. And then it's just all it's just all racist bullshit. And yeah. these like these fucking white people yeah.
0: <laughs> are like
2: <laughs> just all up in arms, and it's like How, like, I don't, I don't understand it. I don't even understand why you would bully somebody that's Mm -hmm. in a Star Wars movie that did a good job in the movie.
1: And I am, I'm hopeful for, even though there is, I, I have a, a joke that I used to do on stage about how the, the queer representation in Star Wars is two and a half seconds and they cut it for international audiences. But I, I'm, I've been really pleased with um, Star Trek Discovery Season 3 being like, yeah, yeah, we already have two queer characters that are series regulars. You know what the show needs? Two more, motherfucker. And I'm like, like, there's four <laughs> queer characters that are on the main cast going into Season 4, and that's yes. just fucking great.
2: And it's great too because it's like it it's not ever mentioned. Like it's like right. the two yeah. gay characters. It's never like their sexuality is never brought up. It's just it's not the it's. plot point. <laughs> yes. It's uh and I I like that and um it's good. And then, you know, maybe there's a little lesbian action in uh, Picard, so that's Yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Oh we mentioned Kelly Marie Tran and I keep forgetting to bring this movie up Be, My roommate worked on Raya and the Last Dragon And she's so good She voices Raya and just the movie is beautiful And it's really sweet and has a nice message It's a, it's like, it's like made for kids but I I don't I think it has such a good message It's worth watching, it's wonderful right. um, Yeah but, I definitely
2: saw it because it's on Disney Plus yeah. And I do want to see it yeah. yeah
0: it's so good um, But she worked on it so we did a little premiere in our house um, And <laughs> watched it, and yeah, she cried because her name was in the credits, and it was very sweet, but the movie is really good, and I'm really glad that Kelly Marie Tran was given that opportunity because she kills it. Um,
2: Yeah, I feel like I want to support her anything that she does because of all that ridiculous unwarranted hate that she received, and like, whatever you're selling, girl, I'm buying it. Whatever, whatever (laughs) it is.
0: (laughs) Like, I don't care. She can do a Xanadu, and I'll buy it on DVD. and buy.
2: She can be in Xanadu, too.
0: Yes. I I
1: Honestly, though, we could get some fundraising together. together. I, we could make it. Xanadu too. You heard it here, folks. We're going into production.
2: Well, <laughs> I actually think they should do a movie version of the Broadway show. Yes, would be really fun because it make and they yeah. have to keep it very authentic to what they did, where they kind of made fun of the first movie and mm-hmm. one of the lines that uh, that Kira says, the Elizabeth and John part. She's mm-hmm. like, "I'm gonna go down," like she. Basically, says, I'm going to go down there and inspire him to open a roller disco. <laughs> and she's like, and I will use an Australian accent. <laughs> <laughs> And the the evil muses are really they're hilarious in it. It's Jackie Hoffman and Mary Testa, and uh, mm-hmm. they're just like, "Wow, you're throwing them off the track now." She's like <laughs> the it's coming down and going to talk in an Australian accent. Oh
1: <laughs> my so god,
0: so uh, That's so good. Well, yeah, folks, I would, you heard it, it here. Oh, sorry, Agnes. Yeah, I, no, was, I was just plug like Xanadu I one more love time. Love <laughs> I well, and also the broadway
2: musical said. yeah that's a soundtrack that you could listen to too because some of that that yeah. part is in one of the songs
1: too so it's really funny cool
0: oh wonderful uh, yeah listen well, to ahead, watch xanadu
1: <laughs> yeah i'm plugging it it's a whole episode i have a huge recommendation from me from pandora from dagny check it out now Moving right along to the end of this show, um, Pandora, we like to play a game on the show called What a Pitch, which is where you ask Dagny and I to pitch you something, any kind of media, movie, TV, show, video game, concept, album, uh, and then a genre, and then we'll each have 30 seconds to pitch it to you. Um, and if you're okay. good to go, I am going to take off my headphones and Dagny will go first. Okay.
0: Ooh. Cool. Yes, have okay. fun.
2: Okay, because we've talked about her and because Mm -hmm. it did not do well for her movie career, I would like you to give the comeback movie for Olivia Newton-John.
0: Ooh, okay. Um, Quick question. Can it be a movie that exists and her replacing someone?
2: It could be, yeah. Like if it's a reboot or a remake, yes.
0: Great. Okay, so I would love to see Olivia Newton-John um, in Mamma Mia, I would love her to be um, even. Uh, I think I would want her to be. I love Meryl Streep, but if we could watch her as Meryl Streep's character in Mama Mia, I would watch that 100% over and over again um, and even carry her over to Mama Mia, Here We Go Again. I've talked about this movie many times, um, but I think it would be great and they wouldn't have to pretend to kill her off because Meryl Streep was too busy to be in the movie. Uh, and they could actually have Olivia Newton-John as older. Meryl Streep, um, and *Mamma Mia*, here we go again. So that—that that was my <laughs> my pitch. That's what I thought of because I've been thinking about *Mamma Mia* for a while. But Billy, come back.
1: All right, I'm back.
0: I I'm excited for Billy to do this one. I think he's gonna do better than I did. But go ahead, Pandora. If you want to tell Billy, <laughs> um, okay. Same idea. So, um-
2: Because, well, in honor of my middle name, and because we were talking about her, and because this movie kind of tanked her, move, uh, this movie did tank her movie career a little bit, um, I want you to create a comeback movie for Olivia Newton-John.
1: All right. On the clock. Honestly, you want to do a Grease 3? Are we doing that? (laughs) I never saw Grease 2. We can just not acknowledge it. We could just call it Grease. Here we go again. But something more topical. We get John Travolta back. But honestly, it's about how after they got together, um, Danny was just a piece of shit. And now Sandy is on her own and she's thriving. But they have to go back for the high school reunion. Oh, no. Is Danny going to be there? Maybe. Um, uh, They go to Venice Beach to that high school. They go back to Rydell High. There's a lot of musical numbers. Kanicki's great, Rizzo's great, but uh, maybe it's like the downfall of Danny, maybe? Okay, that's 30 seconds. Lily,
0: <laughs> really, we both said, Here we go again, in different contexts, but we both use that uh, in our little pitch um but all right that was fun okay i, I really like that one and i love how much we've talked about olivia newton john uh, again, oh, i know
1: i know my time is already up but but also like maybe like michelle pfeiffer her into the mcu in some way that also is that's also uh, yeah one. i would like to see yeah. that part because i do
2: love grease too that's another one of my guilty pleasures
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh never seen it i should.
2: yeah it's really it's it's so campy and ridiculous but michelle pfeiffer is great in it and uh and also they were trying to get a Grease 3 done for mm-hmm. like years. Like Didi Cohn who played Frenchie was kind of like trying to get it made and trying
1: to
2: oh. have it, but uh, it never really did. I think it even recently it was talked about again,
0: but. I would love to, I would love a Grease 3. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Well, Pandora, I don't know if Billy se- told you this, but you actually get to pick a winner. Um, so which movie <laughs> would you rather watch?
2: Okay. Um, as much as I would like to see a Grease 3, I really would live for Olivia, Newton J- Olivia Newton-John singing ABBA songs. So I have, to go with, <laughs> I have to go with Dagny's pitch of the reboot of both uh, Mamma Mia movies.
0: <laughs> yes, but Olivia Newton-John in Meryl Streep's role. And then not having that's her die honestly, yeah, I, That's yeah. Yeah, she doesn't die in the second one
2: because character. she won't be as busy as Meryl.
0: Yeah, yeah. She, she doesn't have as much to do. Uh, and Meryl okay, doesn't do I sequels.
2: Remember. That's her big thing, too. Like, she, it was big for her to do it because Meryl doesn't do sequels.
0: Oh, really? Is that?
2: I didn't know that was an what? actual thing. You, that's why, really? I, I mean, uh, she, when I talked to her on the phone, that's what she told me. <laughs> but, uh, no, I did read that. I, she doesn't really, she doesn't want to do, like, she's kind of a one and done bit. She's like, okay, bye, I'm
1: moving on. I
0: respect that. Yep. Yeah. Why stick with them? Well,
1: congrats on your victory, Thank Dagny. You.
0: 2 in a row. Ugh. I'm so excited. I, I know, I am
1: so cuz
2: I would I do want to see both of them, but I but her singing those song, <laughs> that's what got me. I was like, "Oh, I want to hear Olivia do some alba."
0: do some ABBA, I would
2: watch. Yeah,
1: I get that. Just have
0: her release an album that is her covering ABBA's songs.
1: <laughs> and I would, yeah. Like, like, shares, shares ABBA covers, which is fucking I great. Good. I think she's just gonna keep, that's all she's gonna do for the rest
2: of her career. I'm just gonna do, make more ABBA cover albums. <laughs>
0: she should. That's
1: all. I, honestly, about. I'd listen to every single one.
0: Um, alright, well, I think we're good to, we're about to wrap up. Um, so, first, Pandora, is there anything you would like to promote?
2: Um, I have no idea because it's a pandemic and I don't know what's going on. (laughs) You can go to my website, pandorabox.com, and there's two X's in box because the extra X marks the spot. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
0: Um, Perfect. All right. And also um, just in general, um, do you want to plug your social media and people can follow you on those things?
2: Oh yeah. I mean, all my social media is on my website too, but you can, uh, I'm, at the Pandora box on Twitter and at Pandora box on Instagram. Cause somebody took my Twitter handle uh, years ago and doesn't tweet. So
0: That's rude
2: <laughs> bastard. Yeah, so like, yeah. never used it. And I'm just like, can you, can I have that now? <laughs>
0: Ugh, dang. What a shame. Um, all right. So everybody follow Pandora. Um, Yeah. And watch Xanadu. I'm going to go do it probably tonight. I'm going to try and find a way to watch it or at least a bunch of clips again. Um, But this has been Poptimist. Thank you so much for listening. Um, Feel free to subscribe, rate, review, yada, yada, all that good stuff. All those things. and also send it to me an email and email us. email us um we'd love to hear your hot takes um so email at poptimistpod at gmail.com if you have any um big takes that you want us to read on the air you can remain anonymous if you want to um, if you're ashamed of your hot take but uh we do want to share it if you have one um but other than that i think it's time to say goodbye so everybody say bye, bye. goodbye bye goodbye.